This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. All right. So I'm going to give everybody a quick rundown. Who's been to a Battle Bruise before? Who's, all right. It's a bunch of new people. Who's not been to a Battle Bruise before? I love that. Awesome. He's going to be more in the future. All right, so quick rundown of tonight's event. We're going to have about 45 minutes where Brian and I are going to chit-chat a little bit. Just so y'all are aware, I am recording everything. So if y'all say something that the microphone picks up, I will publish that and make fun of you. Yeah, we don't care about honor. All right, terrible. All my jokes are falling flat today. So about 45 minutes of conversation, then we're going to move into q and I'm going to give a good intro to Brian. You're going to hear a lot about his story. A pretty fascinating story. We met about six days ago. And literally, I drug him kicking and screaming to this event. So I'm very thankful that he was able to show up on very, very short notice. Before we dive into the main conversation, there are two people I want to bring up to highlight a lot of what we're doing that are huge supporters, attached to Battle Brews, and attached to everything we're doing in the veteran space. First and foremost, EPM, if we can welcome them up, please. So if you don't have EPMs on the sponsorship side of things, Richie is amazing. I'm going to let him introduce a little bit about EPM before we get rolling. Well, first of all, thank you, the majority of you, for your service. Yeah, EPM is Equity Prime Mortgage with a mortgage company, of course. What makes EPM different than other lenders is that we don't sell finance. We teach finance. We make sure our people understand our process, the start, you know, from the start. Well, yeah, this is our main thing. We try to educate the people. What we want to do with EPM is like not only having people signing documentation, we want them to understand what buying a property or refinancing a property means. And that's our main purpose with the company. Thank you, Zach, for the partnership. You know, like we love like engaging with the community. My main goal, like I start with helping the Hispanic community. Now I'm getting more involved with like veterans and different communities here in uh, around Georgia. So thank you so much, everyone. So if you guys have any questions at the end, I'm going to be around. Uh, feel free to ask me any question or any concern about EPM and the mortgage industry. Thank you. So Richie and the team over there, they're huge supporters of the veteran space from VA loans to VA renovation loans, which are a totally different aspect that uh, veterans are having access to in different capacities, some pretty interesting things. For those of y'all that are in the room, I know we have a really good mix. Who's a veteran in the room on the military side? Wow, great turnout. Love it. I appreciate all the vets being here. So the big piece of what EPM wants to do is support bringing the veterans into this world. It's something we're not exposed to. So being able to come into the Buckhead Club or the Veteran Club and do something like Battle Brews is really a phenomenal piece. And EPM has been a huge support of that. The second person I want to bring up real quick is Jason Fleeman with Jason Fleeman of Properties, who introduced us to EPM and all the amazing things. Let the Silver Fox, you can only call him the Silver Fox. So it's not even a joke. That was like serious. Okay, I'll shut up. Sorry. All right. So thanks, Zach. So the great thing about having the mic is it can be all about me. So Jason Fleeman Properties. Next Tuesday, we're going to do a Beyond the Transaction Mixer and Chat right here. So it's just like this event. It's about community networking. It's kind of a hybrid event that we do, but you know, network, we give you a little bit of tips on real estate, but it's a lot of fun, just like this. But truly enough about me, I met Brian six days ago as well. 
And it's one of those things that you just knew from the very moment you met him. He was a genuine guy, very blessed for the evening, just to even kind of sit at the table with him. And believe me, there was a lot of opportunities to meet some great people and hear some great things from the coach, from the players. But being able to sit there with Brian and just kind of be able to just have that one-on-one sincere conversation about, you know, the things that he believes in and what he's all about, just it, it meant a lot. So I was real happy when Zach said that the last person canceled and Brian's filling in because they were going to get like 10 times the value with having Brian here today. So uh, thanks again, Brian, for being here. Well, I said he canceled, but he mysteriously disappeared. And all of a sudden, Brian showed up. So as we move into more of the conversation, one more thank you I want to throw out there is the Bucket Club team, Samantha, John, Britt. So I'm on the membership committee here. They have empowered me to start the veteran club within the club. Uh, so these three have been amazing facilitating that. If you have any questions about the club as in general, anybody that's a visitor to the club, not a member, several people. So if y'all have any questions about the Buckhead Club, I'm in the membership committee. You can ask me or you can ask them. They're way more versed in everything going on up here. So a big thank you to them for letting us do this. Take over the cover. I love how only Samantha got cheers. And team. I love it. That's awesome. Best joke of the night. That was great. Y'all, y'all are amazing. I want to obviously highlight Brian and everything that he's doing. I'm going to give the short bio, let you get a little bit deeper into it. When we were talking the other day, Brian's one of the most humble guys that I've met in a very long time, especially with the caliber of what he's done in his life. And what's interesting, I was actually sitting next to his lovely wife at dinner that night. And I asked her, I leaned over, I'm like, does he ever stop smiling? And she's like, no, it's really freaking annoying. And he literally never stops smiling. So Brian, for those of you that don't know, is a former NFL star who's the Atlanta Falcons for several years, NFL for 10 years overall. He may have gone to a rival team that we will not name tonight, but most importantly, he was a Atlanta Falcon. So he's a local celebrity and star that did a lot of amazing things here in the community. After that, he left and went into several things we're going to talk about. A big highlight that really fascinates me, does anybody watch Shark Tank? So y'all are familiar with Shark Tank? Say it one more time. Yeah. So Mr. Wonderful thankfully was not involved, but he did go on the tank. He fought the Sharks and actually walked away with a deal with Damon John and Mark Cuban. We may not delve too far to that, but it is a really interesting story as part of the success. Um, now he owns a company that we're going to dive into that is custom orthotics that help from the veteran perspective. Those are the vets who has knee problems and feet problems. You're not a veteran. You're an athlete. I was going to go to the athletes next. So former athletes that have, right? So there's a heavy collaboration and peace attached to what a high-level superstar in the NFL and athletes and what veterans go through, which is why I thought this was a really fascinating conversation. Everything from concussions, TBIs, to feet and knees just being broken and not working well. So I'm going to be a really fascinating part of that. Beyond those very small things compared to what you've done, give us a rundown of who you are. I know you're a family man. You're huge on the family side. You never stop smiling, but give the audience just a little bit more about who you are that makes up Brian Scott. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. My name is Brian and Zach. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, I always start from the beginning. Uh, I'm born and raised in Pennsylvania, uh, right outside of Philadelphia. And okay, yes, Pennsylvania. Awesome. And uh, I'm one of three. I always start with my family because that, that's my foundation. That's my rock. So older sister, younger brother, I do suffer from middle child syndrome. I, I will put that out there. And I went to college at Penn State. After four years, I graduated. And yes, it was the Atlanta Falcons that brought me down here in 2003. And it was three years I played here in Atlanta. Then I was traded, not by my choice. I'm sorry, I have to. It's part of my story. It's my journey. I was traded to the New Orleans Saints. 
<laughs> okay, we got some who that's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and the year that I got traded, it was right after Hurricane Katrina in 2006. And the team had just moved back to the, the Superdome. And we might talk about this tonight, but that was a huge moment. We had I had it circled on my calendar when we were going to play. We opened up with the Atlanta Falcons on a Monday night game in that stadium. After one year in New Orleans, I went on and I played six years in Buffalo with the Bills. I love it in Buffalo. I love the food. I love the people, love the organization, but way too cold and snowed way too much to stay up there. So I always kept Atlanta home. After a 10-year career, I got into the business world. I jumped in really head first. And I think I jumped into an empty pool. I hit my head really hard. I got into franchising. And then that, as well as Shark Tank, it kind of opened doors and opportunities for me to be where I am today. What solutions? We'll talk about that. So I want to start one of the things right before we really started setting up for tonight. He was gracious enough to show up early and meet with a few of the folks that are impact players here for my community, the Bucket Club, but also high-level entrepreneurs that are doing different things at the Bucket Club. And one of the things he mentioned that I think really fascinates me in high-level performers from the military side, for those of y'all that don't know me, as an Army guy, I deployed with the Green Berets in 2019, top of the top for the Army, right? From the NFL side, top of the top from the sports world. One of the things you mentioned earlier, you're talking about transitioning and that transition piece. For the veteran side, it's one of the hardest things I've gone through, and I had a very cushy landing spot, and it was still difficult. From the NFL side, you mentioned there was an interesting transition for you, losing the uniform, losing the community that you built around you. Can you talk to us a little bit about that transition piece? I love what you said earlier, but I'd love for you to reiterate that to the rest of the room. And, you know, when you talk about the transitional piece, and it's not just from a vet back to civilian life, it's not just an athlete and when you retire, I mean, it's career changes, right? There's so many transitions that you go through in life, but I think from my standpoint, you know, my journey after a 10-year career, when you're done playing and it's really, it doesn't matter if you played one down, it doesn't matter if you played 20 years, when your career is over, you go through a grieving period. It's a death. It's a part of you that it doesn't really resurface, right? And the one thing that I can say about football, it's not like you can just go down to your local, you know, team and club team and play tackle football. When, once you're done strapping up that helmet, that's it. And you go into this space and I, you hear of guys, it's a dark space. And even for me, it was the exact same. I hit depression, anxiety, all of that stuff. Now, depression for me, I, I share this story. It was a lot different. It was a little different than what you're used to hearing. Mine was, I was an active depressant. And so as you see me now, I'm still very happy and smiling, but I could not sit still. I was driving my wife crazy and we have four girls. So when I retired, I went home and I fired everybody that worked at the house. I mean, the pool guy, the lawn person, and I want to do everything myself. I rearranged the kitchen. I would label the pots and pans. This lid goes to this pan. It was driving my wife crazy. And I have always, oh, Tupperware, everything. Oh, oh, it was everything. Yes. And driving my wife crazy. And I'm a morning person. So every day I would get up, no matter what day it was, happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. My wife would be like, dude, it's 5.30 in the morning. I haven't had coffee yet. Like this relationship is not going to work. You know, we need to figure something out. But that's where things kind of, you hit this speed bump, right? Because you're like, okay, well, I'm not quite sure what to do next. And even if I figure out what I'm going to do, why am I going to do it or how am I going to get it done? And a piece of you still doesn't want to let go of that former life that you had. And I think that's where a lot of people they that are transitioning, that's where you kind of get to the edge of the cliff and you're like, do I take this jump or do I go back to where I was? So for me, 
I had to enroll myself in the programs. The NFL, they put on a lot of different programs that helps guys transition out. And it was a couple of things that it really was very, it resonated with me a lot because the first thing is this, when I got out first, if you're competitive, you stay competitive. doesn't matter. Sports, business, you're a competitive person. Well, I was challenged with, well, how do I compete with, I played 10 years, but how do I now compete with people that are just graduating from college? How do I compete with colleagues that have now their careers are starting to flourish and I'm supposed to step in and say, all right, I'm going to compete with you in this. But what we fail to realize is that a lot of the things we develop being in either the military or on a sports team, a student athlete, is that you develop these transferable skills. And these skills, man, if you just change your focus, it can be applied to anything. And we're talking, yes, there's the teamwork and the dedication, the commitment, the persevering, all of that stuff. But it's also things that to me it was, well, I've performed at a pretty high level and in stressful situations with millions of people watching. I can do that in the business world. You know, when you put together a business plan and all of a sudden you have to pivot and adjust and change your route, wait a second, we studied a playbook for, you know, a week going up into this game. And then at halftime, the coach comes in and you see it in the movies. He bangs on the whiteboard. He's like, forget everything we just did. Here's what we're about to do in the second half. And I have 10 minutes to forget everything that I just learned in that week and now learn what you just put up on the board and we're about to run out in front of these cameras and try to win this game performing at a high level. So these are all little transferable skills that after, you know, once you realize it's almost, I say Neo, the matrix, when you realize you're the one, I have it, it's in me, it's in all of us. You can do it, just believe it and apply it. We were talking earlier and it was about changing the language, right? If you can teach me the language that this business is, is gonna use, I can learn a new language. When I went from the Falcons to the Saints, it was like, okay, it's a different playbook. It's football, but you're using a completely different language. You're calling it things I had never heard of. But once I learned that, I can apply it and I can keep it moving. So I think those are just big things when it comes to transitioning is realizing you have everything that you need within you to succeed. You just have to believe it and embrace the change. And I love that answer because it's something that as you talk about it, for the veterans in the room that went through a heavy transition, how many folks felt like you had 10 years of like dead space where you're now 10 years behind in the curve, right? So you didn't get the corporate world. You didn't get all this other space. And the NFL, potentially similar. And we have to draw a line of what did we learn in the military that we can now apply into the business world, apply to the corporate space, no different than you're talking about. And one of the things that you were talking about, which I didn't know this part until you shared it earlier, he said, sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. And as he left the NFL through a series of very interesting events, he ended up working at Target of all places. No round of applause from the ladies. Come on, Target. We're talking. Ah, thank you. One good joke. Thank you. Thank you. But he took a step back to take two steps forward. Can you tell us a little bit about why you went to Target? The joyful person that you are always smiling. And then tell us a little bit about what you were talking about as you got that opportunity in an unlikely place. So we talked about right when I got finished playing in the NFL and I was on Shark Tank and I also was a franchisee for a fitness facility. And about four or five years into it, I just felt like I was on this treadmill. Things weren't picking up. My businesses weren't growing the way I wanted them to grow. And I reached back out to the NFL and I went to this program. It's called the Bridge to Success Program. Now, this program is... 
it offers guys really who are just transitioning out of the league. It provides the assistance to kind of present the things that we talked about. You know, I'll tell you, I'll show you how you have these transferable skills and let's connect you with other companies, Fortune 500 companies. So if you're looking for a job or an opportunity, you can rub elbows with them. So when this came across my desk and I told my wife, I said, babe, I really want to go to this, you know, this program. And she read over the itinerary and she said, are you sure? Because now you've been six years out. You're not really just transitioning out. I said, no, I, I really need to go. I want to be a sponge. Let's just go and meet people. And if we don't learn anything, which I know we will, at least we get a free vacation away from the kids. So let's just go. Right. We'll pick something up. But while I was there during one of the networking events, like I said, Fortune 500 companies, Target was in the place. And I just went around the room. Hey, you know, nice to meet you. Can I get a business card? And they would then ask you questions. Well, yeah. How long did you play? What have you been doing since you've been out of the league? And I responded. I said, well, I'm a fitness franchisee. And they said, fitness. That's kind of interesting. How's that going? I said, well, you know, you have your good days, you have your bad days. And but the one thing that I learned, my biggest takeaway is that people don't they don't buy your products. They buy you. I mean, I'm in the fitness space and I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't know why people pay for fitness because you can go outside and do whatever it is. But if you provide this community, this great space, people will come. This is awesome. And they said, that's really interesting that you said that, because over the last few years, we've seen e-commerce just take off. And brick and mortar really has started to suffer. But how we're trying to combat that is we're trying to become more guest centric. We're trying to create a culture and a place that people really enjoy coming. So when you walk into Target, it's like you get the, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Target. You can find people around every single corner ready to help you out. I said, yeah, that's really interesting. And they said, so we're starting this program and it's a guest centric program. We think you would actually be pretty good at leading one of the programs in a store. And I said, okay, but I got to tell you something now. I've never been in retail before. I've never been in corporate. But one thing that I do know about myself, you're asking me to bring joy to people and put a smile on people's face. So you had me at hello. I will do that. And you're going to pay me for that. I mean, cool. As long as I can continue to learn and whatever I learn here, I can then apply it to my other businesses. So I took the position. I was an executive over guest service at a store up in Milton, Georgia, because I did ask. I did not want to move to Minnesota. I said, I just came from Buffalo. I do not want to go back to the cold. And so one of my job responsibilities, I had an office in the back, but I would come out of the office and I would make my round around the store and I would engage with all of the guests. And I wanted to see how the team members were interacting with the guests and try to come up with fun ways to make shopping, the shopping experience more pleasurable, more fun. Little things like you know what? Talking to the Starbucks barista, if once you hand them their cup, make sure you put the names on the guest cup, because when they're walking and they have the name on their cup, guess what I can easily do when I walk by? Hey, Miss Kathleen, how you doing today? And the guest, how did you know my name? Oh, it's on your cup. You know, you're finding everything okay. If you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. We got you. And so that was just kind of my thing. And I had so much joy in that. But one of the bigger takeaways from that is it allowed me to mentor the cashiers, the cash register, the, the cashiers, right? And I would ask them if they were in high school, maybe college, coming home for a summer job. And some were even outside of that, I say, what are you going to do in life? What's next for you? Um, and some of their responses were so interesting. But I noticed that some of the young people, they had, they really had a hard time interacting with guests. They're so used to doing this on their phone, texting head down, that it was really hard for them to stand up, eyes up, make eye contact, shake a hand and introduce yourself. And so I said, you know what? Let's start something here. Let's do this. 
Whenever somebody comes through your check, what I want you to do is I want you to introduce yourself and see if you can get their name and then use their name throughout the conversation. Well, Brian, how do you do that? Look, here's what we're going to do. So I'm going to get behind the cashier. All right, get behind the register. Next person that comes up, it was Brian. Hey, how you doing, sir? My name is Brian. I'm going to be your checkout specialist today. You are Brian. Man, Brian. Great name, Brian. Me too. It's nice to meet you. Did you find everything you needed today? Excellent. That right there. Because every single time somebody comes through your check lane, it's an interview. You have CEOs, business owners, and you never know what type of impact you're going to make or impression you're going to leave on someone as they go through your check lane. And so that to me was really, really important. But, you know, when I say slowing down to speed up in this role as well, nobody knew what position you held at Target. You're wearing red, red and was khakis and then red and jeans, right? So people didn't know if you were a store manager. They didn't know if you were an executive just happened to be visiting the store. They just knew you worked at Target. And I live by whatever you do, servant leadership, you lock arms with your team and you do whatever it needs to be done. So there would be days that it was, man, there are carts out in the parking lot. We don't have any carts in here. Well, come on, y'all. Let's round up the troops. Let's go out and bring carts in. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.